thank you everyone for listening and participating at home to the inaugural Thanksgiving showdown. That was great. That was fun. You guys did a great job. Sorry, I will bring more fun questions next year, okay? The problem is, is I don't I don't know anything about presidents. Well, when yeah, you Google, I'm just not political. When like you Google that. Thanksgiving trivia, it's a lot of presidents. Yeah. I even cut sense. it. I had, I had three or four more presidential questions. I, I cut it I need to study my presidents. Yeah. I, but hey, you know what? I've learned. I'll do a better job as a host. But that was really fun. And it was fun. The teams are tied. You know Overall, what's funny? Is they I'm, are. I'm literally in a history class right now, and we have gone through the, revolu- the American Revolution like three weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> I just forget all the days. That should have been pre- fresh on your mind. I know, I know. Been fresh. Uh, I was going to say, I feel great because I haven't heard most of that in 25 years. And so, like, the fact that I still don't remember it, it's fine. Context well, is at the bottom of my strength. Me too. So, me <laughs> and, it, and it shows for Justin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am glad that we are talking about history and the things you haven't heard about in 20 years because today we are going to talk about the real history of Thanksgiving. Versus what you see. So can we, we need, and I've already set you up for this, but when you think of Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving story, what are some of the things that come to your mind? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we celebrate Thanksgiving. What are we celebrate? What are we celebrating? What's going on? What's going on with the history of Thanksgiving? Jessica, I what mean, do you think? I, I what would do you say, remember from like when you were a kid or whatever? I would you know? say that we primarily have celebrated pilgrims. Yep. Uh, discovering. Totally great. Discovering the country. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And so we have given thanks for that. Okay. All right. Excellent. Anything else do you guys remember? This is, I'm talking seriously. Go back to when you're like third grade, fourth yeah, grade, fifth I feel grade. Like you're doing unity, right? Because weren't uh, Native Americans there as well? There you so go. Pilgrims, I like this. Native yeah. Americans. Yep. Yep. Uniting. Uniting. I like that. Yep. That's exactly right. Okay. And I, you know, I did the coloring sheets of like, you know, um, I remember making turkey Squanto, hats. turkey hats. Like, I was going to say, that's the only thing that comes Draw to grat, the yeah. gratitude stuff. Yeah. It comes to my, I have a five-year-old now who's doing all that. So mm. it's not even going back in time. It's like, oh, yesterday I had to cut out all the papers and put them on the feather for all the... Yes. All the gratitude things. Well, now it's fascinating because I grew up in the same the same kind of history. Now, I did have a little bit of knowledge because as a Native American, I did have some people in my life that were um, not staunch, staunch against Thanksgiving, but really would like planted the seeds for me of like, well, you know, that's not really the truth. And I was like, oh, okay. But that's like a distant, that's like out there. That wasn't, I didn't really know that. I didn't study that certainly. And what I remember, and especially in preparation for this podcast, what I remember is basically the idea that the pilgrims were starving and the Native Americans helped them survive. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Like if you just summarize mm-hmm. it, yeah, they helped them survive. Squanto uh, helped them plant corn and helped them know how to raise crops and all this kind of stuff. And so then there was this unity. Some of those things are true. 1621, there actually was a three-day Thanksgiving harvest. Now, they didn't call it Thanksgiving, and it was really just basically like harvest festival. You know, like this is the harvest, and we're going to celebrate. Now, what's crazy, though, is you think about this, and I've got, so I've got nine myths that I'm going to hit, and I've done so much research on this that I've probably got way too much. So I'm just going to go like, like rapid fire. I'm just going to throw things out there. There, This is not a history lesson, but it is, well, it is a history lesson. He has been bragging about how well, how well. I just started down this rabbit hole. Okay. Here's what it started. I wanted us to do a Thanksgiving podcast. I did not want to focus on gratitude. Mm -hmm. I feel like, boy, that's been done to death. Let's be honest. Let's think. And I was like, even it's great. It's great. Don't get me wrong. And Thanksgiving is a wonderful time to be thankful and have gratitude. Absolutely. We're actually going to do that in a few more episodes because I actually think the entire holiday season for me is about thankfulness and gratitude and, Mm -hmm. you know, your family and friends and all those things. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we're going to kick that can down the road. So I was like, what do we want to talk about? So I started researching the history and I went down this rabbit trail and I was like, wow, not only was my version of Thanksgiving incorrect, it is wildly off. 
What I just said is wildly wrong. Yeah, the the Native Americans helped pilgrims to survive that winter. And so they came together for this Thanksgiving meal in this unity like, nope, 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 not true. So what we know most is from William Bradford. He was the governor of the colony um, or the governor of Plymouth, basically the Plymouth colony. So we have his journal, we have his writings. That's where a lot of what we get, uh, a lot of the story that we get. Now I'm going to share a quote that's going to blow your mind from William Bradford in just Mm -hmm. a little bit. But in 1621, we have this Thanksgiving, what was called the first Thanksgiving. We call it first Thanksgiving. They just called it Harvest Festival. There were about 50 pilgrims. Mm -hmm. There were about 90 Native Americans from the Wampanoag tribe. There were only five women present. Five? Five. Wow. So five. And it wasn't actually, this was crazy. This was probably my favorite fact. They actually were not, of all the ones I discovered, they actually weren't there. The Indians probably weren't invited. It wasn't like, you know what? Let's join together and have this feast. The pilgrims were celebrating harvest. So they're basically having a three-day party, which is actually pretty normal for the time to have a harvest festival. Mm -hmm. They probably fired their guns in celebration. And the Wampanoags had a treaty with the Plymouth colony to try to, because these other tribes are at war with them. So they were trying to basically use the pilgrims as an ally. It wasn't like a peace treaty as far as like, yeah, we get along and this is great. And we're kumbaya and we love you and you love us. No, not at all. It's basically we're enemies, but the enemy, the enemy, my enemy is my friend. So they heard to honor their, ver- their side of the treaty. Then they responded. They probably sent 90 warriors to respond to the gunshots. They get there. It's a big party. And they're like, Oh, well, let's just party too. We'll bring some food and we'll all eat. So then that's why the Indians brought food and then they ate together. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Oh, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was not this organized, let's come together event. Mm. So there are lots of myths. The first myth that I want to share, I'm going to go through this rapid fire, is the myths, the pilgrim founded a settlement on Plymouth Rock. Not really true. The Mayflower sailed to new, the new world and started a new life on Plymouth Rock. That's what they told us. But what they didn't tell you is that they actually ended up in the wrong place. So they were, they did end up in Plymouth, Massachusetts, but they were trying to go for Virginia. Jamestown. And that's mm. always been confusing to me because I was like, it wasn't Jamestown first. And it was in 1607. Then the Plymouth Rock was the wrong place. So get this. They get there and we envision this new world as like kind of how we see it in the movie Disney Pocahontas or something where it's like, okay, it's just this native land. And they actually all up and down the coast, it was saturated with Native American villages. So when these new explorers, European explorers would show up, it was basically crowded. Like, oh, there are all these villages. They landed on Plymouth because a Native American tribe had lived there, had already settled it. It was basically a village that had been wiped out over the previous three years because of some sort of epidemic that to this day is still mysterious. They don't know why. So they basically, the the pilgrims showed up. All these houses are empty. It's a graveyard because all these bones are there. People are dead. And they just took over. They're like, we'll just live here. So they took over. That village... I know. I told you I went deep. I'm loving these faces because that village was Squanto's original village. Get this. Squanto, my next myth, Squanto was not the port. He is not who he is portrayed to be. We portray him as like this. Oh, this Native American. He's there. He befriends them. I've always had questions like this. Did he speak English? How did he learn English Uh so fast? Here's why. 1614. He was captured and sent to Spain as a slave. He comes back in 1620 and finds that his entire clan has been wiped out and the pilgrims are living there. Mm -hmm. So he comes back in like 1621. The pilgrims are living there. He's like, where are my people? They're all dead. He's like, most historians believe he's like the lone survivor. So he teams up with the pilgrims for political reasons. Like, well, 
I got to make a name for myself. I got to try to figure out how to be like in with all these other tribes. So he's trying to like pit political enemies against each other and all this kind of stuff. So many of the Northeastern Native American tribes actually consider Squanto a traitor. Wow. Because wow. he was just, he was just playing both sides. Crazy stuff, right? Wow. Wow. And they knew English. So Squanto knew English because he was captured. But we also think of this, like the pilgrims and the Native Americans as these first like interactions. Actually, the Wampanoags have been talking to Europeans for a hundred years. In fact, historians believe that several Wampanoags already spoke English. That's why the communication was so heavy. Because over these hundred years, these settlers keep coming and going. They've never like actually settled down up here, but they keep coming back and forth. And we already had people in Jamestown down in Virginia. Crazy stuff. That makes sense. All right, here we go. It's crazy, right? All right, I'm going to give you a couple more. We're not, we don't have time to go through all these, but I'm going to give you my highlights. All right, here we go. The first Thanksgiving was a major historical event. That's a myth. I already said they didn't call it Thanksgiving. We started calling it Thanksgiving in the late 1700s. Get this. During the American Revolution, America's starting to become a country, all this kind of stuff. All these southern colonies are starting to get a little more pub, you know, like Virginia, super wealthy colony. You know, you think of all of the founding fathers like Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, James Madison, all from Virginia. So New England's starting to get left in the dust. It's like, wait a minute, we're up here. You know, New York was still a big, big deal, but the rest of like the rest of Massachusetts, the rest of New England. So they start promoting the history of New England. And one reverend in one little promotional book says, calls 1621's Thanksgiving. And that was the first Thanksgiving dinner. So it was basically a big promo, like promoting, hey, come back up to New England, come to our roots. The first Thanksgiving was here, this unity. And then as the years go by, that's why Lincoln then just picked up on it later. And after Lincoln, Manifest Destiny picked up on it to say like, yeah, look at this. The Indians love this way up here in New England. It's Manifest Destiny. God has ordained this. Let's go take over the rest of the United States. Doesn't matter what Indians are in our way. And if they're not friendly, they should have been friendly like Squanto and friendly like the Wampanoags. But all of that wasn't friendly. It's all propaganda. Mm. <laughs> That makes sense. Isn't that wild, though? Makes sense. This is Jess's language. Isn't that crazy? It's a conspiracy. It is. Conspiracy. All right, I got a couple more for y'all, and then we're done. (laughs) I just, I have so much. I have so much. I recently watched uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. (gasps) I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. You're really, like, painting a picture in that type of vision for me. Okay, here's my final one. Okay, here's my final one. We could talk about this all day, but here's my last one, and then we're going to parlay this, and what does this mean for us today? All right, so the harvest celebration that we talked about, the people largely say is the first Thanksgiving. We've already learned that that was propaganda in the late 1700s by New Englanders trying to make money for themselves and bring people back to New England. William Bradford, though, in the next official Thanksgiving, we think of it as like every year, you know, like, okay. And they probably did have some harvest festivals, but the next big one, the first one was 1621. The next one's not until 1637. How do we know the next one's in 1637? Because that Governor Bradford that I talked about He, after they massacred more than 400 Pequot men, women, and children. So Pequot is a Native American tribe. So after they killed them, they celebrated in 1637 with another big, what we would call the second Thanksgiving. And in his journal, he decreed for the next 100 years, every Thanksgiving day ordained by a governor is in honor of the bloody victory. Thanking God for the battle that we have won. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah. I and don't. that's where we get the word Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Celebrating this I, yeah, bloody yeah, I, battle. Isn't that wild? Let's celebrate. Let's yeah. celebrate. <laughs> feeling, feeling the celebratory. Killing, <laughs> the killing of lots of Native American people. Now, exactly. Now, here's the thing. I don't think we need to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think we can be thanks, thankful on Thanksgiving yeah. Day. I we mean, can acknowledge history. Probably acknowledge, let's acknowledge history yeah. rightly, though, and maybe not, you know, spin it. 
as, you know, kumbaya as it was, it certainly wasn't, oh, these Native Americans have helped the pilgrims and then it was this kumbaya moment. No, it really wasn't that. It was more political, it was more circumstantial, and then certainly even where we get the word Thanksgiving was from a bloody battle. But we can, in 2023, celebrate the idea of being grateful, aside from historical faith. It's the same thing as like Halloween. Hey, I go trick-or-treating on Halloween. I'm not celebrating any demons or All Hallows' Eve or anything like that. It's the same thing, in my opinion. But I do think that we should acknowledge history, especially when you are in conversation with people that may actually know a little more history. We have lots of Native American friends. I know lots of tribes that they don't celebrate Thanksgiving at all before this reason. And that makes sense, rightly so. So I want to encourage you today to maybe just, you know, season it with a little more salt this year. And go, you know what? Let's, let's actually think about the travesties that may have happened with this. And if we're going to be thankful for something, let's be thankful for where we are now and try to get better. In this world, we have got to got to try to get better. In fact, that's where we're going to end this day. We're going to pick it up in a couple more weeks because I really want to talk about challenging your beliefs because at the end of the day, as a good leader, we should not be stuck where we are. We should be consistently challenging ourselves. And we do that when we talk about goal setting and we talk about reading and we talk about learning and growing, but challenge those beliefs. There are probably things that you have believed your entire life that are either not true or they are no longer true. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're true for a time. Maybe they're true for a season. I'm talking about things about yourself, things you believe about your family, things you believe about your spouse, things you believe about your business, things about you believe about your future. Challenge your beliefs. And in summary here, and as we finalize this, as we look at this history, we are living in such a tumultuous time that there is division everywhere. And while this is not a political podcast, whatever side of the aisle you choose I encourage you to be a bridge builder. How do you be a bridge builder? Challenge your beliefs. Walls are built when people are unwilling to even ask themselves, is this true? Is this true any longer? When people are so staunch in what they believe that they are immediately ready to be defensive, that whenever you, before you even hear someone, you look at, do they have an R or a D after their title? And then you have chosen to believe them or disbelieve them based on that, regardless of what they say. When you look at where someone lives or the color of their skin or the the God that they choose to serve or whatever religion they have or whatever ideology they have, you choose to believe or disbelieve them before they ever speak. That's a closed minded nature. And regardless, we have, we have, Every single religion has failed. Every single nation has failed in this regard. When we become so staunch in our beliefs that we no longer challenge those beliefs with earnestness, with honesty, with looking at ourselves and asking ourselves, is this true? Do I believe this to be true? And what will I do with this truth? So I encourage you this holiday season, as we are thankful, let's be the person that someone else is thankful for. Let's be the person that is a voice of levity, that is a voice of reason, that is a voice of fairness. And if we do that, We may not always be right, but hopefully we can be good. If we try to be good, that's probably most of the battle. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you enjoy this time. Get rest, eat lots of food, enjoy your family, your friends, your loved ones, and be a good leader. 